Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number three of the Elevate podcast, the podcast that's out to document and elevate the human experience through conscious conversation. I'm your host, Hayden Humphrey, and I'm incredibly excited to be sharing with you my conversation with my good friend, Dalil Allison. Dalil is the founder and CEO of Rooks Digital Marketing, a firm that focuses on working with clients to deliver e-commerce and technology solutions that help their businesses grow. Dalil has worked as a consultant, business analyst, and project manager for various companies that range in size from Fortune 500 to small businesses. I view Dalil as one of the most connected people in Chicago. He and I met almost two years ago at a networking event. We headed off and have stayed connected ever since. In this episode, Dalil and I talk about Dalil's transition from full-time employment to starting his own company, how to recognize and hone your intuition, and how to figure out what you actually like doing. Before we jump in, I just want to say thanks so much for being here. It truly means a lot that you've decided to spend your time with us, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Julio, my friend, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Super pumped that you're here. You know, it's interesting, when I was thinking about starting this, you were one of the first people that came to mind for me, um, somebody that I really wanted to have on and have a conversation with, because I feel like you and I are just very much so on the same wavelength yeah, in a lot of ways, I and agree. so it's always really refreshing and nice to connect with you, because I feel like... Even when I have stuff that I'm like, this is weird, I share it with you, and you're like, no, totally. Same thing, <laughs> Same thing happens for me. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's really awesome. Nice. Um, but cool, man. Well, I'm super pumped you're here. Um, I shared a little bit about you in the intro trailer to this episode, but Perfect. I'd love to hear, like, what are you most excited about in yeah. your life right now? Uh, lots of things, new decades, so that's always something to be super excited about. Lots of changes coming up. Um, just being present. I know this part of the podcast is talking about like elevating yourself and stuff. So I try to be more mindful in regards to just being here in the moment, which is pretty exciting with a new decade. A lot of people like to start off and do new goals, be refreshed for the whole new year. Um, I try to do that throughout the year as well too, but it's always exciting and refreshing knowing like, Hey, we're kind of starting off with a new year. You can kind of set the tone as you want. Um, and then kind of modify as the year moves forward. So I'd probably say just growth. Um, I'm a big believer of the comfort zone and pushing the box. So I'm always looking to kind of challenge myself in and around that. Mm. Do you have a, uh, like a specific way that you go about setting goals for the year? Uh, that's a good question. I think, so I just realized this, I'm a, I'm a bit of, I do a lot of introspective, I guess, within myself. Um, so I think that helps cause I'm always thinking about like, how can I improve what I've done in the past? So I think that probably helps is just being more mindful and thoughtful of like, hey, how did the situation pan out? Or, hey, I am performing here. Or, hey, what do I want to accomplish would probably be like the first thing. And then from there, I kind of go through an exercise of like writing it down. So I'm a big believer if you write it down, it comes to life. So that's one thing I do as part of that. And then as I write it down, I can flush out all my thoughts around it. Mm. Um, So I don't know if it's like a formal process. It depends on what the goal is and if it's simple or more complex. And if I really have given it much thought to say like, okay, I know I'm, I know how I'm going to tackle this. I think it's usually what I ask myself. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like (laughs) it's a a big piece of it is actually understanding 
what have you done up until this point? Yeah. And what do you want to create moving forward? And not only from a measurement and results perspective, but then giving some thought to like, how's that actually going to happen? Exactly. <clears throat> um, what's on the, what's on the list for 2020? Or like what are the big goals for 2020? Oh, big goals. <laughs> um, so I'm over one year full time with my company. Congratulations. So thank you. Yeah. So super excited at Rook's DM. Um, it's something I've been pretty passionate about. I quit my job a little bit over a year ago when we, we did another Facebook Live a while ago and I had recently quit. Um, so th- I think this will be a, a huge year for us. We have a lot of things on the horizon. We kind of flushed out our first year. I learned a lot, grew a lot, kind of figured out our pain points where we want to grow and kind of the direction we want to take the company. So that's a big, big kind of um, thing that I'm looking forward to in 2020 and kind of seeing the things that I'm thinking about or like you talked about, like the goals, seeing those come to fruition as time continues to progress. Um, That's one thing there. And then I think just more personally, it's just continuing to evolve as a person. I think as I get older, I'm trying to figure out like who I am. (laughs) And I think it takes time because as you go through life, you start off as a kid, you kind of go through your family whole process and like there are certain things that are defined around that realm. And then as you get older, you become a teenager and kind of like figuring out how life works. And then you go to college. And then after college, you kind of hit the real world and say, okay, like, what do I like? What I, what don't I like? So I think I've been being a lot more thoughtful in regards to like who I am and like what I like versus don't like. Mm. Um, and I think the big thing with me, sometimes it's a challenge is I like to have an open mind when I can, which can be a curse at times Mm -hmm. (laughs) because then you accept a lot of things versus saying yes and no to certain things. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to get a little bit more mindful and around like, Hey, this is something I like. This is why I like it. Um, and then once I confirm that, then I can just be like, okay, this is part of who I am or how I behave. Mm -hmm. Not saying it has to be set in stone. Maybe I can change it later, but accepting it a little bit more for what it is. Nice. Well, it sounds the thing that I really hear in that is like getting clear on who you are innately and the kind of experience that you want to create for yourself. Right. And being very intentional about what you say yes or no to. Right. Which I think (laughs) so often is really difficult to do. It's hard to do. And I think especially, you know, being, you know, still with both of us, like relatively new in our businesses, it's so easy to get caught up in this say yes to everything Mm -hmm. because it's an opportunity or because there's money involved or whatever it is. Yeah. And like the actual act of saying no to things can be hard, but it's also so powerful. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. Um, and it's like a balance, right? Cause sometimes you have to say yes to things that you Mm -hmm. really don't want to, um, because there might be growth in that, or there might be another opportunity or you might do things for a certain reason. Um, so figuring out like what that balance is versus just saying yes to say yes, I think is the challenging part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I think one of the reasons that you and I connect so well is, you know, given the work that we're up to, like we have yeah. pretty similar stories in terms of the experiences that we had and what we decided to do from an entrepreneurial perspective. Right. And, you know, I think it's so interesting, you know, you now being a little over a year out of, you know, when you left your full-time job, I'd be super curious to know, like, what, and this might be a big question, but like, what have been your big takeaways from the past year? Or, you know, even before that, like, what prompted you to get to the point where you decided, hey, this is no longer for me, I don't want to be in this, you know, more corporate environment, I don't want to be working for somebody else, I want to be doing my own thing? That's a tough question. (laughs) Um, I would say, so it sounds twofold. Mm -hmm. So I would probably say the biggest thing that I've kind of experienced along the last year has been like, I thought it was going to be like more professional development, right? Like, hey, I'm going to jump off, do my own business, become this business owner, be an entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, and like have this 
hoorah stuff go on and it was all going to be like professional change right like hey i'm going to grow my career i'm going to be able to work with the clients i want to work with i'm going to do projects that i want to do i'm going to create this whole kind of environment in my business but i think more than anything it's been more personal development than even professional um and it's it elevates anything personally that i'm i might be like afraid to address or maybe not want to deal with i have to deal with it as a business owner there's no there's no choice right because <laughs> if i don't show up then things don't happen and so like you can't you have to take yourself out of the equation and say hey this is bigger than just me versus sometimes when you're kind of working for an employer right you can mask some of those things or there's other people that are above you that might have those responsibilities versus like this you're the first line of defense and the last one um so everything kind of trickles down to you more or less and i think that's caused me to have a lot of like personal development um in and around a lot of things like i don't want to necessarily conquer at the time uh, it's caused me to like conquer. Uh, so a good example, I'll give you an example. I'm not a big conflict guy, right? I don't think anyone is and no one jumps in like, hey, I'm going to want conflict. But I kind of have over the years avoided conflict for the most part. So saying like, hey, how can I like mitigate the situation or make it more calm than what it is? Um, and I've kind of gone, I've done stuff that probably wasn't like straightforward versus like now as a business owner, it's like, hey, I have to address the conflict head on. There's no like hiding from it. I have to kind of address it head on. Is it my insecurity? Is it my thought process? Is it how I'm showing up? Is it what I'm thinking that's causing the situation to be like that? And if so, then I have to self-reflect on that and make the change. Um, because if I don't, then it impacts not only myself, but it impacts the business and the business is what I'm trying to grow. Mm. Um, so I think... That's been very eye-opening and kind of has pushed me, right? I talked mm. about like the comfort zone in the box and all that. Like that's pushed me to no ends, right? Because there's no stopping. <laughs> totally. You put yourself in situations that you don't want to be in all the time as a business owner. Um, and I think as you continue to evolve in your business, those things will change and then you can be a little bit more picky. Mm. Uh, but still in the early phases, you have to do things that you that might not necessarily be comfortable f- for you from a personal standpoint. Yeah. Um, and so you have to push that aside and say, hey, I don't care if it's not comfortable for me personally. Um, I still have to prevail in and around that because the business relies on it. So that's been a big eye-opening thing for me. Totally. Well, the thing I hear in that too is the understanding that putting yourself in short-term discomfort is worth it in yep. the long run. Yeah. And so there's a willingness to do the things that are uncomfortable or scary. Right. And I you know, would completely agree with you around the entrepreneurship thing. It's funny. I... Um, Say that uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> you can't hide in entrepreneurship. Like yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it's gonna strip you naked and spank you. Yep. Like there, you know, there's no way to just if, if it's not working, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to fake, you know, that it that it's working or not. Like you have to be completely honest with yourself and open and transparent about right. what is or or what isn't working. But I think that that takes again a level of willingness right. to actually take a look at like who am I being or what's getting how am I getting in my own way, you know, in terms of actually achieving the results that I want to create. Exactly. Um and so, you know, when you think about the process of starting a business and getting involved in a business mm-hmm. and and now making this your full-time thing like what actually led you to that choice like what led you to the decision to leave yeah. that full-time job and then go out and work for yourself yeah so i think it was a variety of things i think i've always i guess as i'm continuing to always self-reflect i've always wanted to like be a business owner like even as a kid i remember like selling burnt cds right <laughs> or like dvds and stuff so i would do that um, just because I thought it was enjoyable and I could make some money and it was something like, oh, I can create this thing and go sell it and make money off of it. That was kind of exciting to me. Um, so it's always kind of been like in my DNA, I guess, per se, 
uh, to be like a business owner, entrepreneur. When I was in college too, I used to spend a lot of times like in my college apartment, just like coming up with like a million different business ideas, um, from a coffee shop, uh, to anything, right? Like coffee shop, transportation business is something that I looked into, but I never really like executed on it. It was always more like theory and like ideas that I had. And then I would try some stuff and then stop. Cause I really wasn't sure where I was going. Um, but then once I graduated college, I went to school for like IT, so information technology is what I went to school for. Graduated college, and then I got into the real world, got my first job, uh, was working for like a huge tech firm. That was fun and exciting. It was in the corporate world, uh, which is definitely exciting. There's a lots of perks and everything to it, but it was still like the eight to five, be at your desk, um, and then go home, and then after you, the 5 p.m. is the rest of your life. Um, which is not a bad thing. I, I think the structure is good as well. But for me, that wasn't like the most exciting thing. I was like, there's more to it. There's more to it. There's more to it. Um, and then I ended up taking a job. Actually, I took a stint away from technology for a while. I went to go work for a construction company. Um, and I think that's where a little bit of the spark was fired because the construction company I went to go work for, um, I was like one of the early employees there and I was responsible for essentially like managing a lot of their production, like the production department. Um, and I think that exposed me wholeheartedly to like what it means to like run a business because production was my responsibility if I didn't show up day in and day out things weren't going to get done I had to implement processes I have to like implement like rules I had to do like QA work um, a lot of different things and I think that pushed me a little bit um, to realize like okay like this is how a business runs I'm doing it now um, how do I want to do it like long term so I think that was like the first time I kind of experienced it fully um, and then from there, that same construction company was the first time I ever got into like the website side of things. So I was doing tech work prior to that, uh, but I wasn't doing like marketing, which is what I had initially got into. Um, so we started doing like websites and stuff and kind of explore that whole realm. And that was like a good balance because it was taking technology and it was taking something that I could actually implement and like selling it to clients directly. So that was very rewarding. And I think the big thing for me is being able to kind of firsthand see the impact that you're making on someone. Um, so that's why, I don't know, it kind of goes to like friendships, right? Like when you have friends, you can see the impact you're making on their life day in and day out because you're always around them, you're seeing them, you're kind of giving advice to them, they're kind of giving advice to you. And the I think the level of impact is important to me. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I feel like there's no limit <laughs> into the level of impact I can make. I'm not saying it's not impossible to do in the corporate environment or working for someone else. Um, but I think as a small business owner, it's just a different mindset that you have going into every scenario versus being like the employee, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's almost like there's no ceiling. There's no ceiling, yeah. When you work for yourself, it's just kind of like, hey, there's this thing that I want to start. Yeah. <laughs> and the upside is unlimited. Yep. And you also take the risk of, hey, there's a larger downside because you don't have a safety net. Exactly. And I think the big thing, too, is like, it's not like you're starting from scratch, even though you are, but you start from wherever you want to start from, right? Like if you want to go do something crazy and come up with a new idea, then you can go and do that. And there's no, no one to tell you no, or right. You can spend your time exploring that option, mm -hmm. which is pretty exciting. And like mm -hmm. putting things in place, working around process, technology, like having all these little things come together in the right way to make it successful. Right. Yeah. Because there's a combination of things that create the success. Not one thing as it's as, as, uh, it's not one thing specifically as a combination of everything, I guess. Mm -hmm. so. And it sounds like for you, too, the combination, you know, at least with what you're up to now with, you know, at Rooks is um, things that you've been working on for a while, like mm -hmm. things that you, you know, using some of what you'd gone to school for, using some of, you know, the things that you learned in your corporate job. Right. And actually understanding like, hey, here are the things that I like, here are the things that I want to create more of yep. in my life outside of a corporate structure yep. and actually starting a business around it. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. 
And I think the thing for me is I'm very like hands-on. So the only way that I know so it's like a, a visual learner. Um, I'm very hands-on. So for me, it's like, hey, let me go try that out. If I don't like it, then I'll learn from it. If not, then it's just something that I tried. So I don't view it as like failure, even though some, some decisions are bad. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have done that or maybe I should have done something differently. But I don't view it as like, oh, this is miserable. This sucks. Like I shouldn't have done it. Like why did I do that? I regret it. I don't ever view it like that. I just feel like, hey, that's like something I did, I didn't enjoy, that was a lesson learned, or if it's like, hey, this is awesome, I really like it, I want to explore it a little bit more, and then it kind of gives you that, it takes you down that rabbit hole of like, okay, I like this, and if I like this, let me explore that, and then if I like that, then let me explore something else, so I think, I don't know, that's how I live life, I think everyone should be more open to that um, kind of process, sometimes it's not for everyone, I think, but I would appreciate if more people were like, hey, I don't know what this is going to take me. It's uncomfortable. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but just give it a try because I feel like that's where you really learn if you like something or if you don't. Um, Absolutely. It's very much hands-on. And then I think a lot of times too, myself included, right? Like I have certain perceptions of things and when you get into, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, but yeah, you just have like perceptions of, hey, this is what it's like. So a good example, like, hey, this is what it's like to be a mechanic, right? But as a kid growing up, I worked on cars, so I can kind of relate to that versus if I didn't have that experience, I would have all these thoughts of like, okay, a mechanic works like this, that, and the other, but when I actually do it, something completely different or I learn something from it, which is very eye-opening. So it's the same thing with like technology or a business or whatever it is you might want to do. I always say like try it out. If you don't like it, you can always change it. Yeah, it's like the creating of whatever that passion is for you or whatever that thing is for you comes about as a result of experimentation Mm -hmm. and following inclinations. It doesn't just suddenly hit you all of a sudden. It actually takes you going out and just being like, hey, this this thing seems interesting. I think I'm going to go try this. Yep. Um, One thing that I was thinking about over this weekend that I'm really excited about and haven't fully committed to yet is starting uh, starting an apparel company. Nice. And uh, I'd been doing uh, T-shirts for these Elevate events that I've been running here in Chicago. Okay. And I've just been noticing that people really love the shirts. And I've had people reach out to me and ask me, like, hey, where can I, where can I get those shirts? Right. <laughs> and so there's this that's part awesome. of me that's like, oh, well, why, you know, why don't I just cr- you know, create this whole thing? And I don't necessarily know where it's going to go or if it's going to go anywhere. But right. I'm so excited about the idea. And I'm so excited about all of the things that I you know, would get to learn and practice yep. in creating this kind of thing. And creating this kind of business and creating right. this experience. And I think that in, in, in and of itself is enough of a reason to go out and try it. And who yep. knows how it's going to go, but yeah. it, you know, more importantly, it's just following the inclination and following the thing that seems exciting. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. The piece that I wanted to ask you about too, you know, because I know you had mentioned to, to me previously that when you were working at your corporate job, you were also working on your business on the side. Yep. And then it sounds like you got to a point where you decided, hey, you know, being in full-time is no longer for me and I'm going to go full-time into my business. Right. Um, I'm curious, like, what that experience was like for you and, like, what that transition was like for you. Okay. So the transition from working full-time into going into entrepreneurship full-time? Yeah, like, what was the, like, what was the thing that um, finally had you say, you know what, this is it, I'm done. Yeah. Um, And I'd also be curious to know, like, was there any fallout from friends or family? Like, what was the actual like transition for you like there yeah so i think it was a build-up so i was doing rooks on the side for the better half i would probably say four years um so i started the company back in 2014 uh initially it didn't do much with it from like 2014 to 2016 and then 2016 is when i really started to like go out and sell it and see like what's out there um so we started to get clients 
Uh, and that was like slow and steady. It wasn't like, hey, I'm going to go into this like hardcore. It was just like, hey, let me try it out, see if I can sell some websites. And then we started selling like digital marketing services. Um, so that happened in a period of between like 2016 up until 2018. So I would probably say 2016 was a slow year. Didn't really do much outbound selling. It was more all through referrals, friends and family, or maybe friends of friends or someone that I kind of came across at networking events to would kind of buy our services. So it started off there and I was still more focused on my full-time job. Um, and the reason for that too, at the same time, so we talk about like the growth, right? So the main thing I was focused on, which I knew I couldn't quit, was getting out of debt. Um, so I, I was in debt uh, student loans. I had some personal loans, car loan, the whole nine. So I had all that debt and I knew like, Hey, I can't go leave this job, this full-time job because my goal, my main goal right now is to get rid of all my debt. Um, so with that said, it was kind of a transition in mindset in regards to like how I was viewing work and then more importantly, how I was spending my money. Um, so if you don't know Dave Ramsey, highly recommend it. If anyone's trying to get out of debt or figure out financial literacy or financial freedom, I think he has an amazing podcast. I've read his books. I kind of followed his program, um, which is amazing. So that's definitely a tip there. Um, but that was one reason where I didn't look at like, hey, let me just jump out of my full-time job and go pursue the stuff that I was doing on the side full-time because I knew I needed to get out of the debt first before I can do anything. Um, and I have a saying too. I did a presentation at DePaul, uh, I think it was a couple months ago. And one thing that I said is if you don't make uh, decisions on how you spend your money, your money will make decisions for you. So I think that's very important. And I think mm-hmm. it kind of stems to how we live, what we do, and like, why do you work, right? Like the mm-hmm. main reason you work, obviously you want fulfillment, you want purpose, but you want to make money too. So you can live and buy food and have shelter and all the basic things that you need. Um, so I'm a big proponent of that. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I didn't look at quitting my full-time job at that point, because it was consistent income. Uh, it was able to help me get out of debt. So that was the big thing. So I just kind of put my head down, did my work from eight to five. And then afterwards is when I was doing the stuff on the side and the stuff on the side was more just enjoyment. So it's like, Hey, I like doing this stuff. We've done some websites for a little bit. We were doing other services that we were offering from a digital marketing standpoint. So it was slow and steady. Um, and then I would say in 2018, um, after doing it for about two years on the side, I was out of debt. So the beginning of 2018, I was fully out of debt. So at that point, I started going into like this whole, let me save as much as I can because I want to prepare for for the transition out um, from full-time into full-time entrepreneurship because I wanted a runway. Um, and I know some people like just take the jump and jump. I was a little bit more in the, like yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so I was a little bit more like logical in regards to how I saw it. And I think one of the reasons why was because of the money situation, mm-hmm. because I had realized like, Hey, I accumulated all this debt and then I had to do, um, not that it was bad at all, but like I knew I had to like pay off this debt and that required time. So I don't want to put myself back again in that position just by like quitting my job uh, with no money saved. So what I ended up doing in the beginning of 2018 was when it really started ramping up in regards to savings. So I had no debt. So I was trying to save all my money. So I was saving, I would say roughly over about 50% of my income um, was being saved, just tucked away because I was getting ready for the transition into entrepreneurship, I think. Um, and to be honest, I didn't realize that at the moment. <laughs> mm. I just realized like, hey, I'm, I got out of debt. Now I just want to save a ton of money. Like mm. I want to save as much money as You're I can. <laughs> yeah, but subconsciously it was telling <laughs> me like, decisions. hey, yeah. <laughs> so it, it knew where I wanted to end up. I don't know. And that's one thing I think that I need to appreciate more. But I've also been told like a lot of things that when I do, a lot of times when I do things, they have logic, they have reason, they have thought. But a lot of times it's based off intuition. Um, which is like, hey, I'm feeling that I need to do this thing. And like, I knew I wanted to quit my job at some point. Um, but the 50% thing is 
could be a little excessive, right? Like you're saving over 50% of your income just to save it, right? And I didn't know, there was no timeline like, hey, I'm going to save this for this amount of time and then quit. I thought maybe like a year and a half potentially, but it wasn't set in stone. So I was just like doing it because I was like, hey, I want to have this. So when I do make the transition, it's there. Um, So that was the big thing for why I didn't like just initially just jump ship. Um, And then I think when I did decide to jump ship, there was a lot of things. Once again, it wasn't just one thing. It was a combination of things that had aligned. Um, A, the first thing was we had been doing it at that point for a little bit over two years on the side for nights and weekends. We had some clients. We had some success. um, We had a process in place. We had services that we were offering. We had testimonials. um, So that was a good thing. It was like a good core starting point. Um, Also, we had paying clients, which is important because then we can say like, hey, the services we're providing are being paid for. Um, And then I think in 2018, what ended up happening too is not only was I out of debt, so that kind of took along the personal stuff, uh, but the momentum started kicking in. So we started to get more deals. Our deals um, started to happen like a lot quicker. So we we didn't have a lot of gaps in between projects. Um, And at one point we were doing, I believe it was almost four projects at one specific time, um, which is a lot to manage uh, when you're working full time and trying to do services Mm -hmm. on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was one thing there. And then I think our deal sizes were getting big. Uh, bigger than what they were so that was kind of a key thing mm-hmm. um, so you take all those major components that say like hey the business is successful it's been tried people are willing to pay for it um, you're not in debt so you don't have a restriction in regards to like quitting your job um, and I think the big thing was at that point too, the company I was working for um, they had just got acquired um, and so it was a really good career opportunity for me in that job from like the nine to five and working for them full time. And it would have been great potential um, and kind of moving my way up um, and being exposed to things I necessarily wouldn't have been exposed prior to the acquisition potentially. Um, and so for me at that point, that was like the cherry on top, if you will, or like mm-hmm. a decision of a crossroads, like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I would want to take advantage of that career opportunity and go all in with that company because I really enjoyed the work I was doing. I liked the company I was working for. It was a good combination of technology and business. The whole thing, the whole thing, like everything added up. So for me, I didn't want to like half-ass it, if you will, and like go halfway in and then still do my stuff on the side. I was like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in with it. Um, or the other option was, hey, I've been doing this business on the side, nights and weekends. We, Like I said, we have a proven track record. I'm no longer in debt. I can jump into that full time and really see like what the potential is there with it. Um, so I think that was kind of like the other addition to everything else. And at that point, it was October time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was August when I started to think about it. I was like, hey, should I quit? Should I stay? What does it look like if I quit? What does it look like if I stay? Can I do both? And then I just kind of made, like I said, kind of an intuition thing with some logic and reason behind it, but said, hey, like, what's the worst going to happen? I'm going to quit my full-time job, going to go into the entrepreneurship. There's so much that could happen, could change, could not. Um, or I could just stay and see like what the career trajectory will be. Um, and I decided like, hey, let me just jump in full-time to Rooks and see what I can make out of it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, the piece that had me curious too was like when you made that decision, it sounds like it had been something that you'd been preparing for, mm-hmm. whether consciously or unconsciously, you'd yeah. been preparing for that decision. And <clears throat> I'm curious because you know, a lot of people that I talk to eventually want to start their own businesses yep. and leave and you know, do something different. And there's usually a lot of fear in the space yeah. around you know, what's going to happen, what are people going to think of me. There's yep. a lot of. Uh, you know, maybe parental or friends, you know, who are, have a certain opinion about what it means to have a good career or what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm curious, like, was there any, like, what was the experience like in making that decision and sharing that with the people in your life? 
Yeah, I think people in my life like know who I am, and it's not the first time I've made a career change, so it wasn't unexpected, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think the thing that, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I was, one thing I've been kind of thinking about, or like reflecting on too, is people don't see the same vision that you see, right? So no matter if I tell someone like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, their initial response is going mm-hmm. to be biased to what they think mm-hmm. and what they think might be the right process. Mm-hmm. Not to say they won't support me at all because everyone I told fully supportive and kind of understood, but they're always, there's always that hesitation, right? Because they can't essentially see what's inside of my school because <laughs> it's a vision that I'm seeing and mm-hmm. I, only I can see it. Um, so I think that I've gotten used to, right? Yeah. So, and, and it stems back from the first time I quit my first job. I was working for a great company and making that decision. People were like, hey, you sure you want to do that? It's a great company. You get benefits for a yeah. job out of college. If you transition out of it, these things. Like People are always scared of what will happen if you do that. Um, but the way I always look at it, too, is what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to yeah. back myself into a corner that I can't get out? Is it going to be something that's negative? Um, is it going to be something that's not positive? That Those are the things that I look for. And I think the when I tell people, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing it for this reason, then they can see my intention, which I think is mm-hmm. more important than anything. And then mm-hmm. also they can see – they know my personality, right? So yeah. I'm – I guess I've been told too, and I'm starting, like I said, learning about myself. I'm more of a risk taker than some people are. Um, and I think I've gotten a little bit more. I wouldn't say I'm 100% there, but just comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? It's the yeah. big thing. So yeah. I've been always working towards that. And so they were fully supportive. Um, they obviously asked questions to poke, right? <laughs> like, you sure you want to do that? Is that the right thing? How are you going to make money? Um, how are you going to find clients? <laughs> I know those questions. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so people, those are all, all valid questions. Even when someone tells me something, I'm like, really? Like, you're going to do that? Like, mm. how are you going to do this, that, the other? Like, mm. if you're taking a trip, right? Like, I went to Europe for the first time, and it was phenomenal. We did, like, two weeks there. Um, but prior to that, whenever people go, like, and travel the world and go to, like, these exotic places, I have a friend, he travels, he goes to, like, Africa, and, like, different parts of the country like south america i'm like really like you do that like how does it work it's mm-hmm. because i don't have knowledge right and like i have my own biases of what i perceive it to be totally but if you're in it and you've done it time and time again i mean people will realize like hey you're good at doing it um and if not you can figure it out as you go and you're not like what's the worst going to happen to that person like they believe in you more than anything else than what you're doing so it's uh this idea that everyone is looking at the world through their own unique lens yeah they all have their own perspectives their own values and so it totally makes sense that you know if you're doing something that seems a little bit outside of normal yeah especially when you've just spent the last couple of years working in a corporate environment yep. and i would venture to bet that the majority of folks that you connected with professionally were also in corporate yep. and had also <laughs> you know been working in more traditional jobs and so it makes a ton of sense that you know in sharing that with people they just don't necessarily they might not have the same value system yeah um it was interesting i remember i was having a conversation with one of my mentors and one of the things that he mentioned to me when I told him that I was leaving to, you know, work for myself, um, he talked about redefining the concept of normal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, and I think that I've now gotten to the place where I've done that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the person I live with, the people that I connect with, like yourself, the people that I have in my social circle are pretty much all entrepreneurs and all business owners. Right. And so there's a certain sense of shared values in understanding that everyone that I'm around is going through very similar things, Yep. which is really nice and, and really reassuring. Yeah. And I think that's important. That's a good point that you bring up. Like you should always surround yourself with the people that are going to like lift you up. Um, it's the most important thing I think too. 
Um, how do you, I'm curious, like how, you, how you do that? Like, how do you intentionally create those kinds of relationships for yourself? Yeah, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> um, but I think just being the first step is being thoughtful of like, Hey, if I surround myself with these people, then they're going to elevate me to where I'm trying to get to ultimately, um, which I think is good. And I'm going to provide good to them. So I think it's always like a win-win, right? It's not like a, a pool the whole time of like, you just take, take, take. So I think if they can provide you with value and you provide them what value is a good thing. Um, for me, I do it more like organically. So I do, you know me, I do a ton of networking events. <laughs> I never call them networking events anymore at this point. I just call them like community building events. So like I'm always active in the community, going to meet people. I go to a bunch of different events. Um, so I'm pretty thoughtful in, in and around that. Like, hey, if I go to an event, I'm really thoughtful of like, hey, I want to follow up with this person. I'll meet them for coffee. And then I can usually like, I guess vibe it out is what I say. Like, hey, this is a good mm-hmm. person that fits mm-hmm. into this wheelhouse, or they might be good to help someone else, or maybe I can help them with connecting them with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, it's much more organic and it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more, once again, I think it's more of like an intuition thing of mm-hmm. like, hey, I've seen this before, and like Hayden would benefit from connecting with this person, or this person would be connected, a uh, benefit from connecting to that person, um, or just knowing you, right? So like mm-hmm. throughout this whole time, I think I've gotten to know you. I try to hang out with you even outside of professional stuff just to like know you on a personal level. Right. And I think that's important because we're in the safe, like you said, safe wavelength, yep. which is pretty important right now. And yeah. I think if we can surround ourselves with those people, then we'll get to the next level that we're trying to push to. Yeah, it's uh, like attracts like. Yeah. And cool people tend to know cool people. Yep. <laughs> and the thing that I've seemed to have, whether consciously or unconsciously, set up with you that I really appreciate is I think we've both come to the understanding that anybody that we meet that we think would be a value to the other yep. person, we're totally open. Like, you don't even have to ask me anymore. You just send me yeah. introductions, yep. <laughs> which is uh, which is really nice. Yeah. Because um, then it's, you know, it's less work for me. It's more opportunities to meet really cool people that... Um, that I could benefit from knowing or, you know, they could benefit from knowing me or what have you. Um, It's just like a much easier way to actually build a network and build relationships. Um, One thing that I wanted to circle back to that you had mentioned was this idea of intuition and sort of like how intuition has come up for you and the decisions that you've made and, and how you live your life. And I'm curious like in, on a more tactical level, like when you're thinking about building your business, when you're thinking about the work that you want to be doing, the things that you're up to, like how does intuition actually show up for you? Uh, that's a good question. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, that's a good question. So I might have to think about that a little bit, but I would say, so you're asking me in the decisions that I make, how does intuition show in the decision process or just like, like how do you day? relate to it? If it shows up for you on the, you know, you're talking about making a decision and yeah. it was, seemed like more of an intuitive thing. Yeah. Like, what does that actually feel like? Or what is that actually, what's that experience like actually being in touch with that? Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm still like exploring, like verbalizing it. Um, I think it's more of like, hey, I have this feeling. Let me try it out. And depending on the outcome of me trying it out, then I can see like, hey, that was right or that was wrong. Um I don't know if it's necessarily like, I don't know if I can put my finger on it in terms of like verbalizing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, so maybe like a good example is like I started, so I started a coffee shop meetup group. So this might be like a kind of an intuition thing. It was a coffee shop meetup group that I started um, when I first moved to Chicago. The whole premise was me to like meet friends and I, I, I love going to coffee shops. So it's one thing that I'm big on. Um, and one thing that I, it was like an intuition thing, like, Hey, let me just try this meetup out. So in the past I, I use meetup to make friends. So that made sense. So maybe I can start a meetup group and I can see if I can make friends through the coffee shop and we can have something that's common that we share. 
Uh, so I started at the coffee shop back in 2017 when I first moved to Chicago, um, just with that intuition, like, hey, I'm going to try this out. And the first, like, three events were horrible, right? <laughs> um, so the first event, I posted it. Uh, five people came. Uh, five people RSVP'd. Only one person showed. Um, the second one, I think five RSVP'd. Only two other people showed. Um, and then, in, I guess, the intuition kicked in of, like, hey, let me keep trying this because I think it will be something that's good. Um, mm. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, it is a little, it's a lot of work actually in the beginning because what I, was, what I ended up doing, and like I said, I'm kind of thoughtful in regards to planning stuff. So what I ended up doing was creating like a massive spreadsheet of a bunch of coffee shops. And then after I had the list of coffee, I had to, find, I had to research it first, find the coffee shops I wanted to kind of go to, create the list. Once I had the list, what I ended up doing actually is I spent two weekends in a row, I think. I don't know if it was both Saturday and Sunday, but definitely both Saturdays. Um, I went to each coffee shop like on that list. I think I ended up hitting like 20, 30 coffee shops, just going to them and saying, hey, I'm starting this meetup group. Um, it's all about like trying local coffee shops in Chicago. We're bringing people together to support local businesses, the whole nine. So it was like a lot of work up front. But I knew like, hey, if I can do that, then it would be good at the end of the day. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, and then I started hosting like the events and people would show, people would not show, they would RSVP. It's very discouraging, but I was like, Hey, I'm just going to keep doing it. Something just told me to keep going with it. Um, fast forward, I guess three, almost three years later now, our meetup group has like over 2,500 members. Um, we usually get like 20 people that show up. Um, so to me, I guess as I'm going through that process was, Hey, this is going to be a lot of work, but I feel like it's the right thing to do. Let me try it out. And as I tried it out, I was getting better success, um, throughout the time to get the coffee shops to host us and also to get people to come. So that to me means like, hey, that intuition was right because more people started coming and coffee shops started hosting us and now it's bigger than what I thought it would be even at that point. Nice. So, I well, don't know if that answers your question. Totally. Well, okay. no, no, it, it does because the, the two things that I hear in that, one, it sounds like the opportunity for you is doing things that you enjoy. Yeah. Just, simp- just straight up doing things that excite you and that you enjoy doing. And I know you're really big into coffee and I know you'd also mentioned to me previously that eventually you'd love to create a coffee shop or yep. own a coffee shop. So I totally, totally see that. Um, the other thing that I think is really interesting too is the fact that you recognize the intuitive decision-making process that you went through yeah because you know you can you can follow your intuition and a lot of people might do it unconsciously but then there's this idea of recognizing when your intuition comes into play right and seeing how it plays out and looking at what were the decisions that i made who was i being when i made those decisions and what was the result yeah and that then gets linked in your mind because then moving forward every time that you're presented with an opportunity and you think well this feels similar to yeah. when I started this coffee shop, yep. that's then a signal for you to say, hey, this probably means it's going to work out the way that I'd like it to. 100%. Or I'm going to create the results yeah. that I'd like to. Yeah. yeah. So you're thinking in my brain. <laughs> you verbalized what I was trying to say. I think that's Perfect. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's 100% spot on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and that's a good example. You hit it like spot on because the good example, so the analogy, so this is a good example. Um, yeah. So this is a really good example. So I associate my business with completing college. Mm. Um, and so my college backstory, there's a lot to it, right? It took me six years to get through college, started community college, had a really bad GPA, had to retake a lot of courses, went through all that, right? I didn't know at the time it would cause all this good out of it, right? It was, once again, an intuition thing. Like, hey, I should do this because I know it's the right thing to do. And I know if I can just do it, then I'll be better off. I don't know why. Um, I, I know that I should be doing it. And so, like, that's how I view this small business thing. 
Um, and I was talking to someone about it the other day. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, I guess. I don't know how to verbalize that. It's just like a very innate thing in me mm-hmm. that just happens like naturally. So like when I, when I did the small business thing, right, I, I took, I jumped off and said, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it full time, uh, whatever it may be. But this is similar to what college was. Um, and so I associate those two together, like very hardcore, um, because I think it'll be the same thing, right? Like if I can, I got through college, look at all much, how much good has come out of it. Like, was there a lot of growth? Yes. Was there a lot of challenges? Yes. Was there a lot of times I wanted to quit? Yes. But I kept going, kept going, kept going, got to the end of it. And look, I was able to get a good job, work for a lot of big companies, make some decent money, get benefits, get income, like all the good things that have happened has happened because I continued to stay the course. Um, and so I translate that same feeling with the thing I'm doing in the business. So I'm hoping, I guess I can't justify it yet <laughs> yep. because it hasn't happened fully, yeah. but my association is based off the same intuition as the college decision for me doing my business. That's huge. So yeah. I think it's, it's a, it's a departure from the commonly accepted and promoted way to make decisions, which is what's the most logical or mm-hmm. rational thing to do, mm-hmm. which I think it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning. I think it's kind of funny because the most logical or rational thing a lot of times is really just a version of some collective story yeah. that we've all created yep. and most often is based in fear. Yeah. It's yep. most often based in fear. Yeah. This idea of... Almost you, every time I would think it's <laughs> yeah. based in fear, yeah. <laughs> you go to college, you get this good yep. job and you save for retirement and then, you know, when you retire, you have, you know, such and such money and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And um, it, it might work and yeah. it might be safe, yep. but it's not mm, always the thing that's going to get you the thing that you want. And right. so it sounds like for you, the process is making decisions not from a place of like what's logical right. or like what's quote unquote rational on the outside, but here's the thing, this thing that really calls to me and I'm going to trust that in following this intuitive hit, it's going to work out in the way that I want it to. Yeah. No, that's very true. And that's funny you say that because I just had a conversation with my co-founder about this and we were having this exact conversation. I was like, hey man, I can't explain this. It's just like an innate feeling that I feel and it's usually like an intuition thing. Um, And he's like, no, you can like justify how you feel. And I'm like, I can't. (laughs) Like you can explain better than me like what I'm thinking but I just know the feeling if that makes any sense so I'm trying to get better with being able to verbalize it but you're 100% right well I think it's like it's the I don't know how I describe this but it's almost like that's like the entrepreneurial piece of it yeah is the outside of the rules outside of the rationale outside of the logic what feels like the right way to go yeah and how do you continue to hone that and sharpen it so that's the thing that's leading the decisions most of the time yeah and you partner with someone who is able to uh work from and deal with more of the logistics and the details and the operations and the rationale and all that kind of stuff yeah and i think yeah, it's hard too because you do have like logic and everything else blended with it. But mm-hmm. I think that, like you said, the thing driving it is the intuition, mm-hmm. at least for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen people too, like they are very much logical brain. They think very logically and that works, like you said, very well for them. Mm-hmm. But it just, I guess the question becomes like, what type of life do you want? Or like, what's important to you and what do you value more, right? Do you, do you value like the comfort um, mm-hmm. and being it depends i always do the box size so i always say like how big is your box right (laughs) like do you want to expand it do you want to keep it small some people might be perfectly fine with a four by four box right some people might want something huge right or some Mm -hmm. people might want something in between uh so it just depends like how big do you want it to be at the end of the day yeah when you think about your box 
Yeah. What's <laughs> the like? What's the next thing that you see to take on, or what's the next mm, thing that you're looking to create in order to expand your box? Mm. So I'm trying to. So I think one of the challenges right now. So I do a lot of stuff within the community, and so I think for my box is figuring out how to make that more impactful. Um, because I've, I've done a lot like so I have the coffee shop meetup still and I have the digital marketing topic and trends which I run um, so those are two big groups that I do there and then I've, I've started to do like more like these podcasts and like events and stuff or like doing presentations uh, so I think for me is pushing it beyond just me and I think the hardest challenge to that is being vulnerable right because you have to expose yourself fully um, to the people you're presenting to, to the people you're sharing your knowledge with, um, to the information you're sharing, right? So like even sitting here with you, right, this is a little bit discomforting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, hey, it might be good. Someone might hear this story and resonate with it. Or they might be like, hey, I'm thinking the same thing as well too. Mm-hmm. And it's like you mentioned, um, we all think we're like the only one that thinks that way when mm-hmm. in reality we're really not. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping just by like sharing that and like pushing that a little bit more and being able to like share my story, share my knowledge, build a community around that, then maybe I can create something that's way beyond me, right? Because if you look at it, most businesses can run without the owner or the founder or whatever it may be because what they've built is sustainable. And so I'm trying to create my mindset in that same way in the community version. Um, so I know my business, uh, I will ultimately want to get there, but right now from a community standpoint, I think I can do that a lot quicker, um, because I already have like the platform. I've been doing the digital marketing for a year. I've had the coffee shop meetup coming up on three years now. Um, and then the amount of people that I've met since I've been in Chicago has been drastic. So it's like, how do you take that, be a little bit more vulnerable, share your knowledge and then like build people together. So that way it's much more impactful than just you having all the information in here or thoughts or whatever it may be. That's so great. So. Well, the piece, that, well, the two things that I hear in that are community and vulnerability. Yeah. And the community piece I think is so important. And I think that's one of the reasons that probably you and I get along really well is because okay. we feel very similarly about the community piece yep. of it. Yep. And, you know, when I look at the impact that I want to have, how I want to grow these businesses that I'm creating, how I want to work with people, the idea of creating something that's larger than me. Right. And the idea of creating something that other people feel ownership of yep. is really exciting. It's, right. You know, with these elevate events, these small group conversations. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, the only thing that I'm doing is setting up the space and holding the space for the conversation. Yeah. But the event itself is generated by everybody who comes. Yeah. And that's the piece that I really love about that kind of experience is, you know, the folks who come feel like they're they're generating the event yep. and it's then they're part owners in the brand and they're part owners in the event and they're part yeah. owners in, you know, the larger mission of like what it's actually trying to accomplish. Yep. Um, and I think an important piece of that too, you know, from, from my perspective is also being willing to be vulnerable Yep. and, and being willing to say like, Hey, I don't actually know what's going on yeah. here <laughs> and I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, yep. but we're going to try it and, yeah. you know, we're just going to see what happens and, I think there's so much opportunity in turning vulnerability into a superpower. Yeah. And actually looking at your the things that you're insecure about or that you're, you know, unsure about, yeah. looking at that as a just a natural, you know, human experience yep. versus being some reflection of, you know, your innate brokenness or that right. there's something wrong with you or what have you. because um, when you can push past that, I think there's so much on the other side of vulnerability. Yeah. Um, but it takes a willingness to actually step into that and practice that yeah no i agree and i think your elevate events are awesome and i i think 
it's interesting you say that, right? You say you just reserve the space or you just have the people come. I think it's way bigger than that, right? <laughs> um, and I think it's a win-win, right? Like you're just not reserving the space. You're kind of being thoughtful in regards to planning the event. And then I think the biggest thing you do, and I gave you feedback on this, is the amazing job you do at facilitating it, right? Like not everyone can do that. I don't even think I can facilitate it like you would. Um, you had like the game in place. You made people feel comfortable. And you're talking about like really deep, deep questions that you're asking people and giving them is the most important thing which is beyond the space and anything else you're giving them the platform to be able to do that um, which i think sometimes uh we as like small like business owners are hard on ourselves right because i think what you're doing is like amazing work like not everyone is giving those people the platform to be able to do that um so and i think that's important and i've been trying to like shift the mindset on that as well too of saying like hey this is beyond um what little I think it is because it's much bigger than that you're not just giving the space you're not just like having people show up you're doing all these awesome things ahead of time and even during the meeting that people wouldn't be able to do right like Mm -hmm. not everyone can show up and facilitate an event and have people answer very deep thoughtful questions Mm -hmm. and have everyone participate and have everyone provide some good feedback on things Mm -hmm. Um, so I I think that's important to kind of call out so thanks dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we talked about it a little bit at the beginning but as far as like this year 2020 yeah um like what's next for you like what's next for you personally what's next for your business yeah so i think for for the business more than anything is just growth um so i think this year is going to be probably our biggest year so we like i said we've already been through the first year so this is kind of our second full year um so that's going to be a huge year. And now we've kind of like defined our service offerings too. So we're kind of transitioning away from the digital marketing side of things, still offering it as a service. Um, but now we're much more focused on what we really like, which is the technology side of things and providing technology consulting, um, both around the website side of things from an e-commerce standpoint and just building technology that helps businesses kind of scale faster, be more efficient. So that's been pretty exciting to come in and say like, hey, these are the services that we've been offering and we're going to start pushing those a lot more. Um, so that's a big growth there. Um, I would say personally, maybe travel more. So I, I, I think what I'm trying to do more, we talked about this right before the podcast is do more frequent trips, but have them be shorter in duration. Um, so maybe do like a weekend trip back home and maybe explore the Midwest has been on my list. So I want to go down to like Louisville, um, Indianapolis, never been there. Maybe go check out Cleveland. You're from Cleveland, Columbus, Columbus, <laughs> go check out Columbus. Okay. I, I've never been there and we're so close. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe just doing a little bit more travel personally, um, has always been on my list. Mm-hmm. trying to think anything else yeah so and i i don't know i'm interesting too because i do believe in goals but i think like the new year's is it's great because it gives you the clear start but i'm always trying to like do the goal thing mm-hmm. and i don't feel like hey a new year is going to change everything i think it's mm-hmm. like small incremental things that you do day in and day out make the biggest change um so i'm always doing it. it's not just because it's the beginning of the year i always like to think like i'm always working towards getting better and changing and having the goals adapt mm-hmm. as i continue to adapt Totally. I think that's a big piece too. You know, you think about, um, well, the thing that I would assert is that that is a learned behavior. Mm. Like that sort of thing is not necessarily natural for everybody. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe it is, um, but what I, (laughs) but what I find is that with a lot of folks, it's like, Hey, here's this big thing that I want to create this year. Um, and that's awesome that you set the goal for it and you have the vision for it. And the thing that's actually going to make the difference is how willing are you to show up every single day towards actually creating that thing. So part of it, yes, is having the clear vision and the clarity around what it is you want. And then the second is what's the structure or what's the thing that you're actually going to put in place to more proactively and consistently show up and choose in alignment with whatever that thing is. Yep. No, I agree. And I think it's too, it's like figuring out like what works for you. 
I think that's the big thing. Like I'm still trying to figure that out because like I said, when you're your own boss, like you can work whenever, um, or you cannot work whenever. <laughs> uh, and so figuring out like, when are you most productive and what gets you most energetic versus what drains you off of the energy and like what makes the most sense when. So like you get examples like this weekend, I didn't work much. Like I did a few important things that I had to do, but I intentionally said, Hey, I'm not going to work this weekend because I'm trying to recharge and get ready for this week that's coming up. And this week's going to be crazy. Um, but at least I'll be way more energetic have a lot more like energy, have more battery in my system, if you will, because I kind of took the time to chill out this weekend and now I'm going to hit it full force. Yeah. It's like honoring the waves Yep. of you actually need the downtime yep. in order to uh, function effectively <laughs> yeah. at the, uh, at the peak, which is something that I am just recently learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's all part of the, it's all part of the process. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. connecting with you. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. And thanks, thanks for so having me. Thanks for being yeah. open and vulnerable. Um, where can folks find you? Yeah, so you can find me on social media. So Instagram, um, I'm at Dalil. So it's D-A-L-E-E-L-E um, is where you can follow me on Instagram. Also LinkedIn is where I create a lot of content. Um, so Dalil Allison on LinkedIn, I'm there. And then if you want to check out my company website, it's Rooks, um, R-O-O-K-S-D-N-M. Sorry, it's rooksdm.com. <laughs> um, so if you want to check it out there, that's a, a good place. Um, always open to meet for coffee, too. I'm always around in Chicago. So if anyone ever wants to meet for coffee, more than happy to do that. I love coffee shops. So if you want to come check out my coffee shop group, that's another thing as well, too. Nice. So. Awesome. And what is one piece of wisdom that you would give the folks listening to elevate themselves, their communities, and the world? Mm, that's a good question. One piece of wisdom to elevate themselves, their community, and the world. Um, I would just say it kind of goes around your theme with elevate. It's just be authentic. Um, and I think as you continue to reflect on who you are, then you can kind of accept it more, which is great. And then from there, you can say like, hey, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to show up. Um, and there's being genuine. I think people can can read that, right? <laughs> like you can mask it as much as you want, but if you're like more authentic and like Hey, if you're just a nice person, like a lot of people say like, Hey, you're so nice. So I'm just a nice person. And like, that's just how I am. That's my personality. Um, so I usually try to show up like that. And I think the big thing is if you just are authentic, then people will kind of reciprocate the same. So I think that's a big one there. Cool. Nice. Uh, and then are you open to some acknowledgement? Uh, yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I've said it a little bit before, but yeah, Dalil, I really, um, appreciate having you in my life, man. Um, it's always just like a very energizing and sourcing opportunity for me to be able to connect with you. I mean, partly because, you know, we're on the same wavelength and we're in very right. similar stages of our business, but I also think there's just so much and like energy and positivity that you bring to everything that you do and everybody that you connect with. Right. Um, you know, I was thinking earlier, and uh, the thing that I want to acknowledge you for is being sort of like a rising tide. Okay. Like I see you as somebody that um, everybody that you're connected to and everybody that's in your community, just like you just are a rising tide. Like you're literally just elevating and up-leveling everybody that you come into contact with and everybody that you know. Awesome. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. So like thanks for being that out in the world. Um, also like, thanks for your sense of commitment. Like I really get that you're committed to your business, the people that you serve, right. the groups that you start and the communities that you've created and like ultimately, you know, committed to the things that you want to create for yourself. Right. And like, there's this sense of, um, like willingness to do the uncomfortable thing. Yeah. That's <laughs> really cool. And I, 
am sure that I'm not the only one that's inspired by that. Okay. Like that willingness to like put yourself in uncomfortable conversations and like be in uncomfortable experiences and uncomfortable okay. situations. Um, and then lastly, I just really want to acknowledge you for your integrity. Like I just really see you as somebody that is very true to their word okay. and true to their intentions. And so it's easy to feel like when I connect with you, I'm just getting all of you. Right. In a sense, you know, <laughs> and like, you're the kind of person that I could be like, Hey, you know, I, if I invited you to something or if I asked you for something, or if you asked me for something or whatever it is, like, I know that I can rely on you. And I know that, right. um, you know, you're going to choose and act and speak and connect with people from a place of integrity. Nice. So thanks for being that out in the world, man. And cool. thanks for being on. Thanks today. for acknowledging me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Absolutely. so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show and want to stay up to date on new episodes or other special offers, I'd invite you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if there's ever anything I can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. See you next time.